on page Kufnun Gimel, 153, and <clears throat> in the middle of a new Pesach Maimer called Doidi. Um, we've just been speaking about the difference between Ishtachava and Kriya, as it explains in another Maimer in Lukul Tayyar and Be'emash Minyat Tzedis. Ishtachava, when a person understands the truth of the greatness of Hashem and his utter, his real unity, that he's the only true existence, and he really focuses his mind to the extent which this this um, perception of Hashem's unity totally takes over his whole being and shines in a revealed way within him and automatically he becomes totally bottled in his to his very core. And he's really truthfully bottled and totally given over, surrendered to Hashem and anything which is opposite of Hashem's unity and opposite of this truth that Hashem is only true existence matters to him very much and he can't, he can never take it and it touches his very core. To the extent which it causes, it, it basically unnaturally causes him to force himself to go against anything which is, uh, which is against the Shem, and all, and not only that, but he becomes totally transformed. Everything, all the evil within him, the animal soul becomes totally transformed. To the extent which he has no desire to do anything opposite of Shem's will, but the kriya is when a person is bowing down on his knees. It's not a, he's not totally prostrating himself. That's when he doesn't understand at all how everything is totally nothing before Hashem. And doesn't shine in a revealed way. Doesn't permeate his whole being. So, nevertheless, he works very hard during davening to contemplate how all the highest revelations of all the spiritual worlds are just a diminished ray and contracted ray of godliness that have no importance before Hashem and everything before Hashem is as if it doesn't exist because everything is absorbed in His unity, like the ray of the sun within the sun. And even there are some creations, like the angels, which understand and which they, they even feel this. Um, truth, and even though he doesn't understand the truth of the matter, uh, how it is and what it really exactly means, nevertheless he knows that the truth is so, and he just doesn't understand it. And he doesn't truly understand it to the extent where it takes over, permeates his whole being. But he knows this is the truth, and therefore he understands that it's fitting that he should want that everything. Meaning he should. It's fitting that every single, every single life in this, everything, everything, every the life of every being should become totally absorbed in Hashem's true greatness and unity, um, and it's it's fitting that his desire to be should be to become absorbed in Hashem's oneness, and it's also fitting that anything which is opposite of Hashem's will, which was totally separate himself from Hashem, he doesn't want that, and he doesn't want it at all, even though he doesn't feel that in his heart, in a true way. And he actually he he's not aroused in that desire in his heart, but he understands that this is the truth, and therefore he forces himself to do that. And he doesn't have a true bittel; doesn't take over his whole existence to the extent which he doesn't have any other will except for Hashem's will. Nevertheless, through his toil during davening and his contemplation, to to the extent which he does as much as he can, he produces within himself a, a heskim, a strong conclusion, a decision that this is the fitting, this is what he should want. And he should only have one desire for Hashem, and it becomes very true by him. This becomes very real to the extent where it makes a at least a little bit of a surrender of his being to Hashem. Um, and this this level of ktsas bittel at least affects him in actuality, affects his actions to go against the sitra not to allow any of the powers of the animal soul to have expression at all. Even though we're not talking about a person who has not become totally permeated with this bittel, but still he doesn't allow any of his natural animalistic lusts to have expression. The only thing which has expression is the powers of his godly soul, and that's the idea of kriya. It's only taking over the more external parts of his being, of his soul, 
it doesn't touch the very core of his being, therefore it doesn't take over his whole animal soul. But at least Michitsenius, in his more external parts of his being, he is Botl-Bemiktsas a little bit, and therefore it doesn't allow any expression of the Koichis, even though the Koichis is still strong within him, but the expression of them doesn't happen. Four lines at the top of Kufnin Gimel. V'yadu'a the inya netzach v'huyid, Hagam shehein l'bar migufo, mikolmokim shorshon hu l'mayla, mibchenet hamidei stichasadik vura. So now, we've just explained that the whole purpose of our avoid in exile, being that our exile, present exile, is represented by Edom and Yishmo, which are Netzach and Hoid of Klippa. Therefore, our avoid during exile is Netzach and Hoid. It's Nitzuach to be very strong to overcome anything which is preventing us from um, connecting to Hashem and to be very sh- strong in our fulfillment of Teirah Mitzvahs, even though you don't have any inner feeling and enthusiasm about it. Nevertheless, you have an inner desire. You strengthen your inner will. To overcome any ex- any uh, obstacles, and hoid is that you admit to the truth of Hashem's to this. Every, you admit to the truth that everything is bottled to Hashem, and everything is totally absorbed in His unity, even though you don't understand it. And then that from that we explain the whole idea of the difference between kriya and ishtachavot. Basically, this is the whole our whole of Vedra right now is kriya. We're bowing down on our knees to Hashem, meaning even though we don't understand it to- completely, but we we can get to a level where through our toil and our zbeinus during davening. We can produce a heskim chazak, a very strong decision to only do what Hashem wants, and that it's fitting that our will. We come to a realization and conclusion that this should be our will at least, and that affects us that we shouldn't allow the expression of our um, animalistic desires, and that's basically the idea of a benoni, that we have this ability to be a benoni, and that is our avoda during the time of Golas right now, of of this idea of netzach and hoid basically. So, but and it's known that this idea of kriya, which is just explained, of bowing down on our knees, which only takes over our more external parts of our being, but still it doesn't allow for the expression of the animals, the kriya. So these netzachin even though that it says in the Zerah they live there, labar migufa, they're outside of the body. I mean, they're not, they're not, they don't touch the internal parts of our being, like we just said before, and the inner parts of godliness. Nevertheless, their source above in the spiritual realms is even higher than the emotions of chesed and gvura, the nemides, the, the abode of attributes of chesed and gvura, kindness and severity, love and fear. So they have a higher source. And they even have a higher source in the moichin than chacham binadas, than the intellectual faculties. How do we see this? In a verse it says, It says the, the, the netzach Yisrael, using the word netzach here, which is, in, this is one of the two spheres that we're talking about, Netzach and Hoi, which have a source even higher than the Midas and the Moichin. Netzach Yisrael, the victorious of Israel, Lo Yishakar will never, will never lie. Ki lo Adam because he is not a person that can change his mind. Behind, what does that mean? The Bechinas Netzach, that the source, that the level of Netzach Shorshim Bechinas Ki lo Adam It's rooted in this level of Ki lo Adam and it is not a man, meaning not in the formation of man, in the spiritual formation of man, like we explained earlier, which refers to. Um, uh, all the basically the keiches and nefesh of seichel amidis to adam who became a seichel amidis. A person, adam refers to seichel amidis, the intellectual faculties and the emotive fac- faculties. That is the general makeup of man, and also the supernal man and atzilus k'maykein l'maila became adam elyon. So to above in the spiritual realms, the supernal man who became a seichel amidis elyonim k'neida is the refers to the the supernal. The godly uh, mot- um, intellectual and motive faculties, but this level 
like we just said in this verse, that he, for he is not a man. What is this level? He is not a man. Referring to the infinite energy of Hashem, the infinite essence of Hashem, which surely transcends this limited, defined levels of the supernal man, of which in general refers to the sphere of Kesser, the crown, which transcends the ten spheres, the chain of regular chain of the spheres of creation. The crown is like it's above the head, so too Kesser is above even the Meichin. And this is the meaning of the verse, that he is not a man to, to change his mind. So this meaning, the level of Netzach, has a higher source than even this, than the, than the level of Adam, than Meichin Amidis. It's above that. It's uh, from the level of Kesser, basically, the source of Netzach. And this is the meaning of the verse when it says, he is not a man to change his mind. From this it's implied, Mashm Adam in the level of the supernal man, basically in Meichin Amidis, in the intellectual faculties and the emotive faculties, it is Shaykh to have Nechum and change his mind. It's possible that he should change your mind and changes. Only because, as a, only because there is a level with that basically there is a level which is not a man, which is a, transcends this level of man, meaning Kesser, therefore he doesn't have this changing, this these changes. But just on the level of man in and of itself, there is Shaykh, this idea of Nechumin. So to explain this, the main definition of man is his emotive attributes, which which act according to, which are guided by the intellect. So that's the main definition of man, is man is basically an emotional being, and that is how we are defined by our emotions. Our intellect can be in one place, and we can think about things, and we can understand things, but if we don't feel it, if that are basically our, what defines who we are is our emotions, and that's why the whole Veda of the, of the people, uh, the Benini, is to change his emotions, and that's the Tzaddik, when he changes emotions, you basically change your whole identity. And that's the hardest thing. So the main mahus of a person is his midas, his emotions, but how they are directed by the seichel and directed by the intellect. Not just emotions let run running wild, but how they are directed by the intellect. So that is the Iker Indian Adam. The Kasher Yash Seichel Amidis Hinim but when there is this idea of seichlamides of intellect and emotions, then you can have this concept of inochim of changing of changes. Uh, there can be a change and even an opposite, a transformation from from kindness to judgment, and from judgment to kindness. From basically chesed and gvura, you can have you can constantly have these changing. According to the intellect, however, however the intellect directs the emotions, they can change. If the intellect says, understands one now that it should be kind, then your person will be kind in his emotions. If your person understands in his intellect that he should be more judgmental, then he will he'll be more judgmental. And whenever, when there is, whenever there's seichal midas, there can always be these changes because the seichal directs the midas. Meaning, even though the person already understood that it should be in a way of kindness in his mind, but if his mind then changes and obligates him, decides that he should be, he should have hatred towards this person, so to say, let's, for example, take of miyad, yaskul, seichel shaldin, ugvuda, then automatically, right away, he'll start to think in his mind of a, you know, start to intellectualize and come to a conclusion in his mind that he should act in a way of, of judgment and. Gvuda, 
severity. And he'll transform also in his emotions from kindness to judgment. And also the other way around, if he thinks in the beginning, he thinks he should hate this person, all of a sudden he's like, no, I should love this person, then his mind will start thinking in a way of love. That's the whole idea of bribery. You bribe someone with money, even though you totally understand in your mind that this guy is guilty or innocent, whatever, the money can start to change your whole way of thinking. And all of, a, all of a sudden, you'll start thinking of intellectual, of logic, of why this person really isn't guilty. So, even though you understood that this person, that you should act in a way of kindness, but if all of a sudden you change your mind and you think you should hate this person, you'll start thinking of, of reasons why you should hate him. So we see that Seichel this always can have changes. So too, now within the the um, spiritual realms and the emotive attributes of Atzilus, they can, they, can, they can always change from kindness to severity how, through the moichin, through the supernal um, intellect. And however the supernal intellect guides these emotions, that'll be the way that Hashem interacts with the world in a kind way, in a judgmental way, in a severe way, depending on the moichin. So now let's understand this. How do we see this actually in actuality, the way that Hashem interacts with the world changed by the way of his moichin? By the flood it says Hashem was very uh, was sad in his heart because the the generation of the flood sinned very much therefore it was very saddened in his heart then Hashem said I changed my mind because I, that I have made them I don't want I shouldn't have made them people after that it says um, after Hashem brought the flood and after he promised Noach not to destroy the world anymore Hashem says I will never I won't I won't any ever again um, curse the world because the in, inclination of the heart of a man is evil from his from when he's when he's in his youth. Being meaning that being that Hashem, so to say, the supernal moichin of Atzilus found a different reason, now a different logic. It changed from judgment from severe severe judgment to kindness. And that's all because that the emotions are all brought into existence by the intellect, by logic. Therefore, they can always change. So we see the very same, originally Hashem said he's very upset that he made man, because look how they've sinned. And therefore, I, therefore his emotions, so to say, the emotions of Atzilus, Hashem's emotions are saying, no, I, I'm judging them now, I'm, I'm, I'm destroying the world. I changed my mind, I, don't, I should have made them. And afterwards, he brought the flood. Then you say, no, wait a second. I the the person the where he's created is that he has this evil inclination. So therefore, you can't really judge him. You can't really. So therefore, I'm gonna I'm not gonna destroy the world ever again. So we see that the intellect is guiding the emotions also by Hashem. In the supernal man of Atilas. Um, so not that's all about the emotions. The emotions are changing based on what the intellect how the intellect guides it. But also the 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 um, intellectual faculties are also in, are in this included in this category of the supernal man of the man. And also you can have intellect changes. Take for example the flood we just had. The actual reasoning and the logic changed. The seichel changed. The intellect. The beginning. Hashem's the logic obligated that there should be a flood. But then, all of a sudden, the intellect changed and said, the logic said no. And actually, it was the exact same logic, which produced an opposite reaction, that there shouldn't be a flood. 
to explain this. So in the beginning, Hashem said, man is evil, therefore destroy him. And also, man is evil, and that's the way he's born, therefore I shouldn't destroy them, because that's the way he's born. The same exact intellect, also leaning toward Chesed or Gvura. So there's the intellect itself, pure intellect, also is given over to change, is in this realm of change. Not just in emotions, how they're guided by intellect, but even intellect within it, intellect itself, there's this idea of change. And that's because within intellect, there's already a concept of Mides, like we're going to say now. Um, because within the intellect is also an inclusion of of emotions. Because in in the in the in kedusha, there's always skalos because everything has there's inclusiveness, and that's the idea of of kedusha. Everything is bottled, therefore everything can become can include together. There's whereas klipa is yeshus. Every everyone's metzias is very strong, therefore there is no inclusiveness. Everyone's existence is too strong; doesn't want to allow any other existence to be with him. Kedusha, everything's bottled, therefore everything is included together. So therefore, even within Moichen, there's an inclusiveness, an inclusion of Bides. As it's known, within Bina, the next level of Bina, which is the one of the Moichen, there is found all the levels of the emotions, in an, in an actual you know, excited way. The emotions exist in their excited state, and in ischalkus mamish, and the, di- the different types of emotions. In bina, in your understanding, in your understanding, there's all the different emotions of love, of judgment, but I meaning they all exist in different ways, not just in a more you know abstract way. They all exist in their different definitions, and in a way which actually affects the way you think. Like, and it's called the excitement of intellect and the effect of intellect being excited to be mezaki something, to look at it in a schustik, in a way, in a, you know, to a meritorious way or a judgmental way. Already within the intellect, this, this idea of judging or vindicating exists. But in the, because we're talking about intellect, it's only a intellectual tendency towards something, but not yet, it's not yet that you feel it in your heart, you're intellectually leaning towards a certain side, but that is an expression of the emotions, how they already exist there, a leaning in your intellect towards uh, vindicating something, being lenient with something is chesed, a leaning towards being more judgmental and more more strict is a gevura type of seichel. But nevertheless, this is still a leaning towards either kindness or severity, and from that intellectual leaning towards something is what how it gives birth to actual uh, emotions in the heart. Even in the level of Chochmah, which is very, the most highest level of intellect, and you might think that in Chochmah it's pure intellect without any emotions affecting it yet. No, even in Chochmah, even in Chochmah you have this concept because we can't say there's, there's no comparison between a intellectual um, concept that is that vindicates something to a seichel shalchev that judges something, and this is all. This is still in, in the level of chachma, in this initial flash, the seminal point, when you just have this seminal point of the concept. There still is existing a intellectual, pure intellectual concept that leans towards either chesed or gvura. Just like in comprehension. There's a difference between these uh, lo- the logic of which produces logic which says I should be more meritorious I should be more vindicating 
into a logic which says I should be more judgmental. They're totally different logics, totally different logical reasoning. At least, or not just a different logic, but at least a different tendency towards something. So that is talking about within Bina. Bina is a sag, when you mean different logics, different way of thinking, different ways of understanding. So there's, there's different ways of looking at things within, even within, within logic, within Bina. A logic which says, wait, I should judge this person. A logic which says, no, I should be kind to this person. Different intellectual reasonings. But then, even in Chachma, which is just the pure, the pure concept, Without, it's not. We're not talking about different logic. One, the same logic can have a leaning towards schus or a leaning towards chayiv. So, example, So, this is now chachma. The same exact intellectual concept, intellectual reasoning. Um, that very same reasoning, which said that there should be a flood because they, the people have sinned. That very same reasoning led to afterwards the. The that there shouldn't be a flood. It says people are bad, therefore there should be a flood. People are bad, and therefore there shouldn't be a flood because they're inherently flawed. The very same reasoning, which is chachma, the intellectual flash of the concept, can have a little bit of a leaning towards either gvura or chesed. It can go either way. So we see that even chachma has an inclusion of, of midis within it, depending on... So the first time Hashem looked at the world in a more gvuratika way, people are bad, therefore a flood. Second time, it was a little bit of a chesed included in it. People are bad, inherently. Therefore, there shouldn't be a flood. So, yeah. But there was still the, the leaning, the tendency of the seichel changed. Beginning, this very same intellectual reasoning had a little bit of a leaning towards uh, a leaning towards judging, the judging the world, destroying the world. Afterwards, Hashem looked at this very same reasoning and with a little bit of a, of a a leaning towards now, towards vindicating the world from that very same seichel, very same reasoning and the very same logic. So that's the, even in Chochmah, there's this inclusiveness of different midas, of different tendencies. So, so, so too, also within Chochmah, it can, it's, it's split up uh, within the seichel, even within the seichel, either with a leaning, a leaning towards uh, kindness or or severity. So, different types of seichels, or at least in the ten, in the, the, the leaning of the seichel. So, just like there's in Hasaga and Bina, there's different ways of actually different logics, different reasonings. Even within within Chachmah, meaning in one reasoning, the pure point of the concept can go both ways, like we said by the novel. This is what it means when it says in the Zayr, on the verse, that there, and, the, and there was light, Hashem created light. And the Zayr says, this is the um, supernal, primordial light, the higher level of godliness. And it's called, this light is called the supernal, primordial man. Like we just said, man before refers to Seichel Amides, but the Adam Kadma, the primordial man, it's the highest level within man, is the level of Chachma, of which is also called Adam, like we said before. It's included within the realm of Adam. So it says, this primordial light is referring to basically Adam, which is referring to Chachma. So even Adam, the highest level, so even Chachma, the highest level of Chachma, that supernal, the first, the primordial light of creation, 
is still within the realm of man. Therefore, even Chokma has changed in it. So now it's known that what it says that Hashem said after the flood, I will not anymore curse the curse the land because uh, people are born basically inherently bad and flawed. So how did Hashem change his mind now? Changing my mind, I'm not gonna, I'm, even the same reasoning is going to say I'm not going to judge the world. I'm going to be more kind to the world. So how did that happen? That change of so to say, the change of mind. This very same seichel now looks at it in a more kind way, more mezakia uh, way. So this happened through the like it says in the verse, Hashem smelled the pleasant aroma of the the bringing of the sacrifices of Noach. Noach brought these sacrifices to Hashem, and it basically caused a nachas ruach, a, ple- a, a, a pleasure to Hashem, therefore changing Hashem's way of looking at the world. He saw that man does have the potential to be good, like Noach expressed. That, that these carbonis caused a pleasure within Hashem, which drew down from Hashem's will, which totally transcends even Chokhmu, and that caused Hashem to change his mind that he will not anymore curse the earth. Being that Hashem's will, which transcends even his intellect, is totally above intellect, basically, and therefore can force intellect to look at a different, to look at the world differently. So, being that Nayak reached all the way to Hashem's will, and and changed that will to good, and therefore it also affected that within the within the intellectual reasoning, there should also be a leaning towards vindicating the world. In the Gemara of Eidavin, the sages say on page 45, side 1, side A, Whoever is basically persu- persuaded um, because of his drinking of wine, or by wine, now he's appeased because of his wine, he's a little bit he's similar to basically the way of his, of his creator, Hashem. Hashem was basically changed his whole mind based on the pleasantness that he received, the pleasure he received from the Noyach's Karbonis. And he said, "Oh, not many more destroy the world." Peter Shashi the Irtzi, he was misratza, he was appeased. So now, whoever, because of his wine, all of a sudden is appeased. He was uh, at first upset about something or upset about a per- at a person, and all of a sudden the wine touched a certain part of him, which a certain pleasure within him, which appeased him and made him change his mind. A little bit similar to what Hashem, what happened by the Mabul. Hashem had this pleasure, Neach touched a certain pleasure within Hashem, which draw down, which able, was able to sort of say, change his will, appeased him. The Yertzeh comes from the word Ratzin. Remove him, So it's understood from this. Now we see that even changes, until now we've always seen the changes of Shaykh and the Adam, based on Seichel Amidas. But now we see even in thin Ratzin within Hashem's will, which even transcends all the level of man, it's Shaykh to have, it's possible to have this idea of changes. We see that in the beginning, Hashem's Ratzin was to destroy the world, and then all of a sudden, Noyach affected that it should change in that Ratzin, that it should be to um, look at the world in a good way. Starting on the next page, So now to explain this, how could it be possible to have changes even within Ratzin, basically which is Kesser, which is totally transcends the level of man, even though we just said in the verse that only the level of man is Shaykh Nechumin. It says in the verse that he is not a man, meaning the level of not man, the level which transcends man, which we said before, which is Kesser, is not Shaykh to change. But now we're just saying, no. Noach touched that place within Hashem, basically Hashem's will through his Karbonis, 
which caused Hashem to draw down a new will, leaned Hashem's will a little bit now towards the good. So how can we say that this level, which usually we just said earlier, which is, who it's above man, is shy to change. We'll stop there at the beginning of page, Kuf Nindalit.